When you're almost famous, you just might find yourself live on air on WATD. Hour two of Almost Famous begins now. And welcome to the tiny stage portion of Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. It's the second hour of Almost Famous, meaning we get to introduce you to some live local music here on the South Shores radio station. We are brought to you every Tuesday evening by Tiny and Sons Glass. My name is John Shea, and tonight we're on the tiny stage with Sam Luke Chase. Sam, how you doing, my friend? John, good to see you, man. Good to see you, too. It's been a while, so it's good to have you back here, finally. Good to be back, as always. For those who might not be familiar with you, introduce yourself. Tell us, who is Sam Luke Chase? Sam Luke Chase. Who is Sam Luke Chase? Uh, grew up in Situate, Massachusetts. Um, was up in Portland, Maine for a few years, but I'm back. And um, I'm starting a new trio, and we are debuting the trio at the Tinker's Sun this Friday night. Fantastic. Take us through your career, because we, we've been playing you more or less since this show started back in 2011. Yeah, um, I graduated from Berkeley um, and always wanted to be a musician, come from a family of musicians, and have been um, writing songs and putting albums out for the last 10 years or so. And like I said, moved up to Portland, Maine, which was a pretty amazing experience, sort of opened me up to some new musicians, new experiences. I got married up there, which was uh, a really amazing experience as well. And um, lately, just been teaching, doing a lot of uh, teaching a lot of students, but also writing a lot of songs. And um, was also made it into a few festivals this past summer. One at Falcon Ridge, and a new festival called the Black Bear Americana Fest, which was out in Connecticut. So just trying to you know stay out there, keep doing my thing, and hopefully people uh, you know can hear the hear the new music when I when I put it out. Amazing. Now, what took you from Situate to Portland? Uh, my wife got a, had a cup of coffee up there. Well, she was my girlfriend at the time, but um, Kel had a cup of coffee and said, I got a job offer, and I think we're you know moving to Portland. I said, um, sure, let's do it. Uh, she's the kind of one, kind of person in our life to uh, you know take us to new experiences and get me out of my comfort zone a little bit, which, which I love. So um, that's the reason we, were, we went up there. That's awesome. Now, I, when I've gone to Portland, I've kind of found... Portland to kind of have a similar music scene to the South Shore. Would you agree to that? Portland is it's a little different. Um, and from my experience, it's just, you know, the people are, are, are a little bit more, um, you know, it's a, I don't know how to describe it, but like the, the, the kind of people are all out there trying to do their sort of uh, fulfill their dream, uh, live sort of an artistic kind of life. As you know, you've been up there, a lot of good food, a lot of good music, um, really artsy creative scene up there and um you know people you know the cost of living is down up there it's just a little bit of a different um energy you know a little different pace let's put it that way exactly um i know you mentioned you've got the trio debuting this weekend this friday night but you've got uh your solo set up in there could we hear a song let's do it what are we listening to first tonight sam uh this is a song off of my every time i'm home record it's called you and i Okay, Sam Luke Chase, 95.9 WATD on the tiny stage. It's yours.
Ourselves into a few days at the lake, a chance for us to be alone. And just to be here with you out on the open road is a nice little break from home. But every night when I hold you, you always take my pain away. There's just something about you. Sam Luke Chase, 95.9, W-A-T-D, on the tiny stage. Very nice man. Thanks a lot. Thanks Tell you. us how you wrote that song, if you would. That song was inspired uh, on a drive up to Maine, uh, you know, some summer day. Or um, my, my wife has, her family has a place up in Sebago Lake. So before we moved up there, you know, we used to take the car up and go to the lake house. And, and that was sort of one of those, I was in the 
passenger seat, just looking out the window, watching the trees go by, and it just, you know, inspired a little, a little ditty in my head, I guess. Fantastic. I think some of those are the best songs that just kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, for me, those... I'm not a, I'm not one of these songwriters who can just write a million songs or write a song every day, and I admire those people that can do that. It's it's sort of a uh, you know uh, somewhat of a struggle for me just because I, I have to let it happen. And sometimes you know I, I could wait a, a long time, months for something to hit, but all of a sudden a song hits me and I'll write it in you know 20 minutes. Other times I have a lot of songs that are sort of in the bank right now that are that are uh, half finished with some ideas that I like that I just, you know, I can't go back to quite yet. So waiting for some inspiration to finish a lot of these, a lot of songs that I have. So take us through your writing style. Do you typically write lyrics first, melody first, the both uh, both of them together? How does that work for you? Um, it's always music first. Um, the music inspires the idea of a lyric, and um, I'm usually writing, you know, and recording at the same time. So it's it's sort of a production-based uh, writing process. Um Rarely do I get a lyrical idea. It's just not how my brain works for some reason. But I'm always playing guitar, and a lot of times new songs come from, um, you know, playing guitar in a new space. So doing music lessons, going to people's houses and playing guitars in different people's homes, you get inspired by certain little acoustics or, you know, a lot of times little little song ideas will come out, like, right before a lesson. I'll have to be like, hey, little Johnny, you know, you got to hold on. I got a little song, I, song idea. I got I to gotta record real quick. <laughs> Fantastic. And speaking of songs, you've got a couple of records out. Let's talk about what's available. Uh, yeah, I got three records. Um, and I also have a new single out, and it's called Vortex. Uh, I'll be playing that a little bit later in the show. Um, the way I've been uh, recording and doing my records recently, including my last one called Lift Me Up, was has been a lot of uh, self-production, me playing all the instruments and arranging and mixing and all, and basically, you know, one man band doing it all. Um, it's just been the way my life is, has been. Um, and it's the best way for me to get things done. And, uh, my new, I've been able to collaborate a little bit on some new, new stuff that I'm putting out, but, um, mostly lately it's just been me, all, all me, (laughs) I guess. Now, how does that work when you're producing the entire record yourself, including performing all the instruments? How long does it typically take? And uh, are you hard on yourself with different parts, you know, different instrumentation parts? Um, it is, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm definitely a perfectionist to my own, you know, fault. Um, you know, I have songs that I think are, you know, that are done now that I, you know, I just haven't been able to let go yet, haven't been able to let those out into the world yet. Um, because I think maybe I'll get inspired and, and change the entire direction of the song. Um, that's the pr- that's a, the trouble when you're doing everything yourself. You're kind of committing to one way of doing it. Whereas if you were able to go into a studio with with a band and, and arrange on the spot and on the fly, you're able to kind of um, see what the best way of doing something is. For me, I got to kind of stick to my vision and. You know, sometimes I'm, I'm I'm psyched. Sometimes it's it's a little torturous. But you know, it's a it's a process that takes time. But um, when things are ready, that's when I that's when I release them. I guess. Now, how would you say that the most recent record? I think you said it's called "Lift Me Up." How does how do you think your sound has evolved from the first record to the current record? Uh, my very first record, "Songs for Someone," was just um, you know I always come back to those songs. I, I tend to play them a lot live. They're sort of guitar, lead guitar 
esque songs. Um, my uncle Paul Good, who used to play with me a lot, um, got me playing professionally a lot down the Cape and in that area. He was the perfect fit for me to play on those songs. And then my second record, a little bit more um, acoustic-y, like folky kind of a thing. Um, not by any particular reason, it's just those were the songs that I was writing at the time. And Lift Me Up had a, a, some mixture of, of roots and, and country-esque songs. Um, you know, any, anytime I describe my, my genre, I always say rootsy, um, excuse me, I always say folky country bluesy, just because those are the those are the elements of music I always tend to uh, enjoy, and they always tend to come out in my playing. It's sort of my style of guitar. Um, but even the new the new the new stuff that I've been writing is is different. You know, Vortex was a a different direction for me. I, I, I sort of experimented with some new sounds, and again, it all comes from an, a, a, a particular musical riff or idea that you know, creates something. And for that song, it all started on a electric keyboard part. And that's what dictated the sound of that, of that record. Not any particular, not, it wasn't a choice. It just sort of happened that way. Now was guitar your first instrument? Uh, I started on piano when I was about eight years old, then drums when I was 10 and then picked up the guitar at 12 and took lessons on piano and drums and always just picked the guitar up. Never, wasn't a guitar lesson person that just I always played it never had to uh, worry about me practicing guitar I would always sort of mimic what my brother was doing my older brother Matt and learn Dave Matthews and John Mayer songs and um, guitar was just always that always there it was what I like to sing the instrument I like to sing with um, but you know drums were my main instrument for a long time even through music school so um, I always have that there waiting I just don't get to do it that often unless I'm really in a recording situation. Awesome. I want to hear another song, but uh, before we play the next song, tell us what your setup is in there because on that last song, we were hearing a whole lot more than just one guitar. Right. So, I mean, a lot of times when, I, when I'm performing live, you know, there's, and this is not uncommon now, but, um, you know, you hear a lot of loop pedal um, arranging. And for me, when I'm writing, especially when I'm when I'm just not only writing, but uh, arranging, you know, cover songs. It's there's always a solo section. I grew up always wanting a solo section. It's artists like Bruce uh, Bruce Hornsby, Dave Matthews. They always let the players sort of have a a moment during a song, and that's sort of how I arrange my my songs. You'll hear, um, un- generally speaking, you'll you'll hear you'll hear me um, doing my acoustic part, and then you might hear a lead guitar or a lead a lead. Um, section over over the top and that's just me hitting the loop pedal recording while I, while I'm doing it live is nothing pre-recorded um so it's it's an organic sort of experience but um that's where you'll hear that secondary secondary guitar coming from fantastic what are we listening to next um this is an old song i like to play it cuz it's december and i and i mentioned december in the song but this is off my first record it's uh it's called shine let's hear it sam luke chase on the tiny stage 959 watd December night, he stood alone Bundled up tight, he's gonna start the long trek home I 
After a couple of drinks, it's time to head back to his room. A day or two in his shoes, you would have a few drinks too. He's a sailor who does not own a boat. He's a martyr, but without a cause to show. He's a dreamer who dreams only what he does not have. What he needs is a little
Sam Luke Chase, 95.9 WATD. Fantastic, man. Nice job. Thanks, John. We have to take our first timeout of the night. We are brought to you every Tuesday night by Tiny and Sons Glass. And I think we have more with Sam after the break. Does that work for you? Sounds good. I'll be here. All right. 95.9 WATD. More after this. This is Katie Dobbins, and you are listening to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to Almost Famous. My name is John Shea, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from all across New England, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. Being joined on the tiny stage on the first Almost Famous of December by Sam Luke Chase. How you doing in there, Sam? I'm doing well. Thanks, John. Is it me or did this year go flying by? They always do. You know, all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's Christmas and New Year. It's it's wild. It goes by too quickly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, for those who are or maybe just joining us, reintroduce yourself. Tell us, who is Sam Luke Chase? Um, Singer-songwriter. Um, grew up in Situate, uh, living in, in Marshfield, Massachusetts now. Um, do a lot of music lessons, music, music, private music teacher around town as well. Um, but I'm starting a new trio, and it's a way for me to incorporate some uh, a sort of full band sound into what I typically do, which is solo acoustic um, at all, you know, around local pubs, different festivals and stuff like that. So um, we are debuting this Friday night at the Tinker's Sun at 9 p.m. Awesome. Now uh, tell us about the trio. How did that come about? Uh, these are old old friends, uh, musical, musical buddies, uh, Tim Paul Weiner on bass, Jason Kenyon on drums. Um, Jason moved to Seattle a number of years ago. And and then um, I had started a, an, another band before I had grown, um, moved to Portland. And then upon my return to Portland, my old drummer, Greg, moved to California. So I was sort of left with no, uh, no drummer, unfortunately. But then Jason moved back. And so now he's around, Tim's around, and, you know, we figured... Why not get the band back together, you know? Exactly, like the Blues Brothers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we are. That's what we're doing, you know? So for those who might not be, uh, for those who might be looking for something to do on Friday night, what's going to be happening at the Tinker Sun? What can people expect to hear? Um, for anyone who's heard me, um, you know, who's come, to, come out to see me, you know, I'm, I'm, I tend to mix it up. You know, I do some my originals, um, do some classic kind of old school singer-songwriter covers like uh, Jackson Brown, James Taylor, things like that. Um, but the trio is going to be a little bit more, um, a little bit more original because I'm able to sort of bring that full band sound to my original music, which is what you would typically hear on my records. And the covers are a little bit, you know, a little bit groovier, a little bit more, um, bluesy, modern kind of things specific. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to reveal necessarily the entire set list, but there's some classic R&B tunes in there. Something that's slightly, dare I say, danceable. Even though um, I'm not trying to be a, a cover band, it's just, you know, when you try to pick covers to play, you want to pick songs that sort of represent generally what you're trying to put out there as, as an original artist. So it's all kind of trying to blend together into a what I think will be a fun sort of danceable groove kind of evening for, for people to come out and just enjoy. Yes, and speaking of putting music out there, you've got a couple of records out there. Tell us what, can, uh, what people can track down by you. Um, I've got three albums. Um, they're all on Spotify, iTunes. Um, you can go to samlukechase.com. You can you can see where I'm playing. I have a new, um, I have a new, uh, excuse me, I have a new single out. It's called Vortex. You can find that online only. It's um it's streaming on Spotify, 
um, where you can find that. And please, please check that out. Uh, check out my Spotify. Follow me, Sam Luke Chase, because uh, all those little follows add up and, and, and mean a lot for the little fish in the sea. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Let's sound to another song. What's next on your set list tonight? Um, I'm going to do a, a summer song, even though it's getting a little colder. This is uh, sort of a, a summer love song I wrote. Um, it's been kind of warm so far this week, though. It's been hey. kind of summer-like for December. Yeah, Why yes, not? Yesterday, today. So let's let's keep it going, you know? This is, it's called uh, Surfside Summer Days. Okay. Sam Luke Chase on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD.
That is Sam Luke Chase live in studio tonight on 95.9 WATD on the tiny stage. My name is John Shea, and Sam, that was incredible. Nice job on that. Thank you, John. Tell us where people can track you down online. Um, SamLukeChase.com is my website. You can also find me on uh, social media's various websites at Sam Luke Chase. Um, you can also, if you can, uh, if you're a Spotify listener, look me up on Spotify, Sam Luke Chase, and hit that follow button. I'd really appreciate it. But you could also get my music on iTunes and, and any of the other streaming sites. Now, will there be CDs available on Friday night? Absolutely. I, always, I will always be bringing CDs to any show that I play. Nice. And give us the details again on what's happening in Norwell. Uh, Tinker's Son, Friday night, 9 p.m. Um, I'll be playing with a brand new trio, but these are not brand new players to me. These are guys that have been playing my songs um, at various points throughout the past decade or, or 12 years or so. So we're getting the band back together, and we're starting with the Tinker's Son. Awesome. I know uh, earlier in the conversation tonight you were talking about um, the last record was one that you more or less produced and played all the instruments yourself, but tell us how... How you work, you know, playing with a band. How do you take songs that you wrote and, and arrange them with the band? So what I what I do is, and this is what I've been doing for the past few years, because up in Maine I have a band gig that um, allows me to play with various uh, musicians up in Portland. And it's not a rehearsed gig. It's this, These are, you show up and you play the song. So I always um, do the as much prep work for people as possible, um, writing charts, having books ready for people, and uh, audio. You know, when you're running a band, it's like nobody wants to hear how, how what goes on behind the scenes. They kind of just want to hear the finished product. But um, when, you're, when you're not really playing with the same people all the time, you got to do a lot of the legwork yourself. So fortunately for me, I tend to play with um, really good players, people that can read, people that have good instincts. And the guys I'm playing with, Jason and Tim, on Friday, these are guys that... We've played for years. We have a great rapport together. They're guys that have played my music. And uh, we we have rehearsed a few times for this particular gig. So we'll be ready to rock. Sounds like a plan. And uh, tell us about some of your influences. I know you, you touched upon that briefly talking about the set list for Friday. But who did you grow up listening to and who are you listening to currently? Um, my brother Matt, definitely my biggest influence growing up. He he was at Berkeley when I was you know in my early teens to to mid teens. Very influential period for me in my life. Um, and he played with amazing players, so I got to see firsthand some of these amazing drummers and and just like the kind of cool instrument, my uh, cool music that my brother was writing at the time was very different than uh, anything I had been hearing at all uh, at that point. But you know, famous artists like Dave. Ma- I was always a Dave Matthews guy growing up. He was uh, live at Luther College, sort of changed my life with the acoustic guitar. Um, and you know, Pete Yorn. I love his records. Uh, I was a huge and still am huge Pearl Jam fan. They they still inspire me, even though I don't sing or write music, anything like Pearl Jam. Um, 
nowadays there's there's a lot of artists out there that I find you know who who aren't necessarily getting played on the radio, but these are people that that I that inspire me. People like Theo Katzman, Caleb Hawley, um, Jason Spooner up in Portland, Maine. Um, there's a band out there, His Golden Messenger, that I'm really into nowadays. Um, and I just you know I just I just I love a good song. I love a good voice, a vocal performance that like makes that song kind of come together. A couple other guys actually. Um, Donovan Woods is another singer songwriter. He's a Nashville guy who's just got a great way of, of presenting his songs. And I'm always looking for people that do something a little differently. They, you know, they're, they're in my, va- they're in my uh, you know, genre, I suppose, but like they do something differently that I don't do or I can't do. And I'm always sort of admire those people. You mentioned uh, Live at Luther College, which is, I think, one of the best live records of all time. Um, that, I think, came out at the time when, you know, right at that peak where an MTV Unplugged was starting to to really take off. And I think that was like one of the first acoustic albums that wasn't by somebody who was like known as a legend. It was like one of those first new artists that put out an acoustic album. And it just really worked, I think. I mean, it's it seems so long ago, but it, that record still sounds amazing. I think it still carries weight today. And you don't hear that. You still don't hear those kinds of things. I mean, that, well, there's no technology. It's just you know, two guys, two guitars. Basically. Exactly. It's, that's it's it. Just raw talent, great songs, amazing performance, just captured perfectly. You know, and I still listen to that. Still listen to that album. Let's talk about some of the uh, some of your local influences. Who are you listening to on the local scene, and maybe some of the people you shared the stage with? Yeah, um, Jay Pissarro, certainly a buddy of mine around town. Um, Phil Pacino, someone who I who I always sort of seek out whenever um, I'm trying to find some, some music to go listen to. So those are guys that I enjoy. Um, Justin Beach was, an, was a guy whose band, Two-Ton Shoe, I used to grow up listening and playing drums to up in my, up in my <laughs> attic as a 12-year-old kid. And, you know, it's funny seeing him playing around different gigs, and, 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 and we, I've seen him around a bunch, and I always laugh when I tell him that, you know, I used to, Love you should love your band, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know it's cool. It's cool to get to see guys you know around that that inspired you as a as a kid, for sure. Excellent. Well, let's hear some more music, Sam. What are you sharing with us next? Um, I'm gonna do the title track off of the last record. This is called "Lift Me Up." Okay, ninety five nine WATD. Sam Luke Chase. Take a stand, lift me up, and I'm falling. Open up your eyes and see. If each day is moment. 
kisses you on your knees Yeah, you're doing your best to get back on your feet There's no turning back You don't want to rock the boat or the family And it's okay To feel the anger taking over To let it burn And to fuel the fire that ignites the desire Back home to you and me. Oh, and if you're ready to come back home, yeah. Lift me up cause I'm falling. Open up your eyes and see the beach day is a moment. Past fears is history. All I've Sam Luke Chase live in studio tonight, 95.9 WATD on the tiny stage. Nice job, man. Tell us how that song happened, if you would. Um, that is a song that, um, you know, I don't know how that one exactly came about. It's one of those things where you, you, you come up with a chord progression and you're, and you're messing around with stuff and you like the feel of it and it, it feels good and you kind of just, you know, I think the lift me up, um, came first and that was the chorus you know idea was there and then it's just sort of building a song around the idea or the theme of of lift me up now that song's kind of it's kind of a a heavy song for me because i'm usually the happy love love song kind of guy but that's that's a um you know getting over an addiction kind of a a, a theme to it um you know addiction is one of those things that it, it touches all our all our families or friends you know you know someone who's who's battled with with addiction um whether it's alcohol, drugs, anything like that. So this is this was something that um, you know hit close to home, but a you know a, a success story, something that you know you 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 can come out the other side, um, you know, still intact and still have a life to lead. Do you typically write from personal experience, things that have happened in your life, or do you are you the kind of person that can you know put yourself in the mind of somebody else? No, I, I typically have to either experience it or um, you know be inspired by something. Mo- most of my songs are definitely. 
more more personal. They come from a, a place of of either personal experience. I mean, a lot of my love song, a lot of the songs I write are love based songs, and that just you know that's something that that kind of runs deep for me. And it it just it takes me to a place where I'm able to sort of express different themes, um, you know, through that for whatever reason. You know, it's weird. I'm not I'm not a uh, overly sappy kind of guy you know a lot of things make me uncomfortable you know a lot of cheesy movies things that I'm, I just don't have the stomach for but for some reason you know uh, I'm able to <laughs> write love write a lot of love songs for, for, for whatever reason the other thing that, that inspires me is I, I tend to write a lot about home and that, 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 that theme of home and it's, it's, it's because I come from a great family I come from a loving family a big family uh, we get together every Sunday uh, we all get along and um, grew up in a household that that always embraced and supported music, and you know it's something that I always makes me feel good, and it, it inspires a lot of um, you know certainly a lot of the songs that I write. And I think the same applies to a lot of those artists within the uh, the roots genre, like um, John Mellencamp and Bruce Hornsby and Springsteen. All kind of have that that home theme to a lot of their songs. Yeah, I mean, you got to write what you what you know. You got to stick to your to your guns. You know, if I wrote something that I, you know, just for the sake of writing it, it it just wouldn't really it wouldn't really hold water for me. I just would feel a little bit a little fraudulent, you know, um, performing it. Now, not to say that I wouldn't try. It's just it's not easy for me to just write something, you know, for the sake of writing it. You know, it's it's got to be. It's got to be something that, that, that speaks to me, which is why, you know, a lot of times my songs tend to take a little bit to, uh, to present themselves. Now, let's take an album like Lift Me Up. How long does it take you to compose an entire album? Are those songs that kind of all happened around the same time, or did you pull songs from different parts of your life and put them into that collection of songs for that record? Yeah, I mean, I think that they, were, they had, you know, I had put out a record in 2012, 2000, um, I'm sorry, 2009, 2012 and then 2016 was lift me up so you know after 2012 every time i'm home i'm I'm sure i had some leftover you know leftover songs there that didn't either make the cut or just you know i hadn't they were new or something and so i'd say within that span that's about four you know four years um but you know it took me a year and a half to you know i would say almost a year and a half to actually record the album just based on the fact that I was commuting every week from Portland, Maine to Situate and packing up my studio essentially each and every time so that I could work on it, but then, you know, pack it up and go back to Maine, work on it, pack it up, come back. So, you know, logistically, it just took a little while. Do you find yourself borrowing from yourself? Um, absolutely. <laughs> you, you can't help it, but there's things that I combat that with, you know, a lot of, a lot of songwriting, um, you know, I've been trying to branch out a little bit and and write from a different perspective. I mean, I'm a drummer, but a lot of my songs don't start with drums; they start with guitar. And I can you can start to like get a lot of songs that tend to sound the same. So lately, I've been trying to write to a a, a, a drum beat, and I'll get a, a a drum loop library, throw on a beat, and just and uh, either play guitar or play piano and come up with something and just have that as an idea. And that usually inspires something either whether that's the idea or it it brings a new perspective for me because all it takes is one little moment and then you have something that you didn't have before and that idea is sprung and then all of a sudden you you get excited and you finish the song and the song never existed until you know you went through those steps of, of trying to 
you know, get that creativity out. When that spark hits, how long does it typically take you to write? Are you somebody who's, you know, writes a song in 20 minutes or do you sometimes take, you know, days, weeks, months, even years to complete a song? Oh yeah, both. I mean, I would say more often than not, it takes me a long time. I have a lot of songs that are, you know, that have been sitting on the shelf for years that either I haven't come back to or, you know, I just, I try to come back to and I just don't have that last verse that, you know, I'm sure if I really wanted to, I could really do it. I just, <laughs> I get distracted and I get bored and I, and I move on to something new and, and that's typically how I am. But there's a few songs that, I, that I've come out that I've written recently that just sort of just happened. All of a sudden it's like you get the idea, boom, record it, done. And then, and then you're excited because this song exists and now you try to figure out how you're going to uh, present it. That's great. Let's hear some more music. What are you sharing with us next? Um, well, Friday night, I'm um, going to be debuting. A, I've been playing some new songs, but this is going to kind of be the first time we've d- debuted some of the newer stuff I've written, um, you know, with the band. Um, I've been able to play it up in Maine with my with my bandmates up there. And, um, you know, it's when you, sometimes with these new songs, you want to get it, you know, uh, you want to play it live with a band a few times before you kind of feel, you know, commit to recording in a certain way. So I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a couple, a couple of new ones for you. Let's hear it. Sam Luke Chase, live on WATD 95.9. It's all yours.
Dan Luke Chase, 95.9 WATD. Great job, my friend. Thanks. We have to take our final time out of the night, but I think we have time for one more song after that. Does that work for you? Sounds great. Okay, 95.9 WATD. One more with Sam Luke Chase after this. This is Adam Ezra, and you are listening to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. 95.9 WATD. I'm John Shea. This is Almost Famous introducing you to independent bands and musicians from all across New England. And we are on the tiny stage for a few more moments with Sam Luke Chase. Sam, how's it going in there? It's going great. Thanks for having me again, John. My pleasure. Anytime. I'd say thank you for coming down to Marshfield, but you're in Marshfield, so it's not that far of a drive. That's right. It's perfect. (laughs) Worked out great. Excellent. Uh, For one last time, introduce yourself. Tell us who is Sam Luke Chase. I'm Sam Luke Chase. I'm a singer-songwriter based here on the South Shore. Uh, Grew up in Situate, Massachusetts. Um, And I write a lot of songs. A lot of my songs uh, love songs, but they're also inspired by... um, Situate, my, the house I grew up in, um, family, things that are, are, are mean a lot to me. And um, I am debuting my new trio at the Tinker Sun this Friday night, 9 p.m., Norwell, not too far from around here. And uh, we're going to uh, play a lot of my originals, sort of beef those up a little bit with the band and um, be playing some choice covers. Some of the good ones, I think. And we should mention, too, that you're from a, uh, a pretty musical family. I know uh, your, your brother plays, and uh, for those who might be under 10, which it's at this point they might be asleep, but they might know your mom. Uh, I think everyone knows my mom. Uh, <laughs> that would be Mama Steph, and uh, she's the most famous mom, I think, around around town. She, you know, she used to always play music and you know what we have a band a family band called the gathering that we um that my brother's in i'm on drums we have a horn section and people don't often get to see or know that mama steph actually has a rock and roll side to her she belts it out like the uh like doobie brothers oh, and nice. sarah Bareilles and 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 
And so I suggest people next time we have a gathering gig someplace, they uh, they got to look her up and, and come see the other the other side of Mama Steph. Absolutely. And uh, let's let's tell tell our listeners, too, uh, you've, you've got a number of records that are available now up on Spotify. Yep. Um, you know, for anyone who, who listens to music, however you're taking music in, whether it's Spotify, uh, Apple Music, those are the biggies. Um, or if you, you know, happen to buy music and you do it on uh, iTunes, you can find me at Sam Luke Chase. Um, and if you're a Spotify listener, please follow me because um, I need those follows and uh but no people like me and the small fish in the sea we appreciate those and those go a long way for us and again the debut of the trio is this friday night 9 p.m at tinker sun it is brand new trio but it's not new guys these are guys that i've played with um you know over 10 years it's just various times people have moved away and and now we're all sort of in one area and you know like i said earlier it's time to get the band back together john awesome well, Sam, thank you again for coming down to uh, the South Shore, for sharing some songs with us here at WATD. We have time for one last song, and what's that going to be? Um, this is my new single. This is called uh, Vortex. This is a song about, um, again, this is the house I grew up in, which is I've written about before. However, this is like, we, we, we've lately been coining this term for the house. It's called the Vortex, because it like sucks you in, and, and you go over and you never leave, because all of a sudden... You know, the old man is cooking a steak and there's a fire and, and you just can't leave. And we always joke that it's called the Vortex. And uh, somehow I I was able to put this song together and really happy with how it came out. So I'm going to play the new single called Vortex. All right, Sam. Thank you again. Get home safely. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, John. Blaze as a spirit and draws you in where the fire is lit. You say goodbye, will you be back again? This place has a heartbeat. Out in energy, in me. you say goodbye. You'll be back again. You're in a vortex when you're inside it. It's a break from the Time is standing still And you take that feeling with you when you go Gaze on me 
I know that we'll all be together. 